Welcome back to Polling Place 2020. I'm Grace. And I'm Kelly. And today we're going to be talking about the presidential debate and then the possible nomination of Amy Coney Barrett. But today, a quick few little announcements. Bloomington Mayor Terry Renner announced Wednesday that he will not be seeking re-election for a third term. He has been in office since 2013. And also on that note, normal mayor Chris Coos is seeking re-election for a fifth term, and this will be in April 2021. That's kind of weird to say. Oh, yeah, I know. Kind of a mouthful, too, to say 2021. It's also interesting because that's also in a couple months. I know. <laughs> Here we are. Like, I saw yet just yesterday. It was March. March felt like it went on for five years, and then October's been doing, like, a 90 and a 35. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into the presidential debate. That's Thursday. It's the third and final one. It will be in person for Trump and Biden, and it will be in Nashville, Tennessee. A few little quick notes before we really kind of just dive in. The school communication, along with the voting coalition here at ISU, will be holding a little pre- and post-debate discussion type of coverage. And Dr. Joseph Zampetti, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong, my apologies, and Shayna Carlson of the ISU debate, the director of the ISU debate team, will be um, kind of like facilitating it and holding it. So the Zoom link can be found on the ISU event page. Also, if you go to the Vedette online, it is, if you go to news and you go to campus, me, myself, Grace Kennecut, wrote a little brief up about it and it links you to the Zoom, the little Zoom link. Pre-coverage starts at 7.30, and then post-coverage will be immediately after the debate. Let's get... Okay, now let's actually get into talking about the presidential debate. Okay, so third, final one. I think everyone's seen this announcement by now. There's going to be muted mics. Like, two-minute mark, their mic gets muted. I'm kind of... A part of me, excited for that, but a part of me is kind of sad because it's kind of entertaining. It was entertaining. mute the mics, and all the memes that just came out of that... The memes were fabulous. I was living for the memes after that debate. That debate, that first debate was a total train wreck. Honestly, I think I spent more time just like watching Twitter blow up than watching the debate itself. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so bad. I mean, I was watching them at the same time, but like... Well, I feel like Twitter was the only way it was getting most of us through that wretched debate. And it just like, it makes you think it confirms that they actually said that. <laughs> they really did. There's a lot of things said that I was like... They really said that? Like, wait, hold on, pause. Pause, just pause for a minute. Okay, so we're figuring the big topics are once again going to be coronavirus, race issues, and then climate change. Now the coronavirus. As we all know, President Trump and First Lady Melania ended up testing positive for COVID at the beginning of October. I don't even know what Trump will say. I know they're like avoiding trying to answer coronavirus questions. Yes, Trump and his administration, when... Okay, when questions about the debate, they get sent to both people, and then they look over them and just kind of agree. Well, supposedly, Trump and his administration are trying to avoid answering the coronavirus questions. Obviously, they're going to be in regards to his own experience and then his handling, because as you know, there are two over 219,000 Americans dead, millions are infected or have been infected, and things are spiking again which i mean it was bound to happen i mean everyone guessed it it was bound to happen but especially with flu season yes but it's i feel like we're going back towards where we were at the beginning like that bad oh 
And especially with flu season, I wouldn't be surprised if it just gets so chaotic again. It's going to get chaotic. Also, on that note, get your flu shot. Yeah. And make sure you're wearing masks and staying safe. Please stay safe. Please stay safe. We A message from the vedette. Please stay safe. <laughs> yeah. From the vedette. Please stay safe. We... Look, we're all tired of COVID. We're all at the point of COVID fatigue. We... We want to experience life again how it was. But guys, please keep yourself and others safe. There's people who are still vulnerable. It is still in the community spreading. McLean County's numbers are going back up. It's there. It's not going anywhere for a while. So please stay safe. Just do your part. The last thing we want is to get kicked out again. Especially me because I'm living in the dorms. I don't want to get kicked out of the dorms again. So please stay safe. Get tested when you feel like you're having symptoms or you come into close contact with somebody. But don't ignore it. And all that, okay, to just kind of veer back into the coronavirus handling, to blatantly ignore the seriousness of it back in January, February, and then telling people, oh, it's only going to last so long, it's not that bad. And then here we are, months later, it's still going on. And you look at other countries and how they handled it compared to the U.S., it's, like, the U.S. is just on fire. It's just like, wow, look at that fire. It can be contained, but it's not going to be because... Instead, we're just gonna add more gasoline. To we're just gonna, it and yeah, it... we're gonna add more gasoline to the fire. Let it go. Why not? <laughs> Why not? It's. I say this all the time. It never had to be this bad. If our own government were to have taken this more seriously and just kind of set the tone from the beginning, more lives could have been saved. Less people would have been infected. And I feel like, I mean, we'd obviously still have restrictions in place, but I feel like it wouldn't have to be this bad of restrictions yeah there the concern of it getting like super bad so quickly wouldn't always be there no and it is because our own government couldn't even set a good tone to how to handle it i mean look at trump when he got it i mean he got it he got amazing health care amazing health care something millions of us cannot do like we don't have a healthcare just right at our fingertips he got it his wife got it his wife still has a lingering cough but even when he had it he got in a car with secret service to drive him around for his own little parade putting their health at risk i just like to steer back to the debate aspect of you know this podcast i definitely would not be surprised if the moderator or if biden brought that up at some point I think they're going to. I mean, we even saw it during the VP debate. We saw yeah. Pence and Harris. Definitely Harris mentioned that. You can't, like... You can't ignore it. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way. When you yourself got it as the president, you know, that's... But the concerning. thing is, he got it. And he even now, he was like, don't be afraid of COVID. Yeah. There are thousands dead. Millions who have been impacted by this. And you have the... Younger ones who are feeling the impact of it. I was reading a few stories yesterday where there's just 15-year-olds or 20-year-olds who their health is just absolute crap now after having COVID because it's just taken such a toll on them. Right. And even add on to that, you know, you have so many people who have been put, like, kind of pushed away from hospitals because they can't take the because impact of COVID. Flowing. Yeah. Who have been pushed away and been told, oh, don't come back unless you're at the point where you need a ventilator or you feel like... You can't breathe. Yeah. You literally like, cannot breathe. Yeah. And it's just like, how can you ignore that? How do you yeah, not have a little bit of guilt or concern mm-hmm. for that? How can your own government, how can your own leader ignore it? Right. Like, it, it 
make it make sense. Right. Like, and it's just one of those things where it's like, even if you're like the president of the United States, like, you have to put, like, in so many situations, especially with the coronavirus, you have to kind of put yourself into the shoes of the American people. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different issues. It's like you have to put your shoe, yourself in their shoes. And you can't just push it off and be like, oh, no. it's not that bad. When we've had over 200,000 people die, we have It never millions. had to be this bad. Yeah. Never had to be this bad. And before we get too far off into talking about COVID, they're also going to be talking about race issues, which, no surprise, um, there is systematic racism in the U.S., as we have seen, especially in the past few months. So they'll be talking about that. And then they'll also be talking about climate change. So it'll be... Um, it'll probably be the same topics, different questions, like the previous, yeah. de- like the first debate, and we'll just see how it goes. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, because they didn't really have, like, a formal, like, second debate, like they did the first debate or this debate, I wouldn't be surprised if they had a lot more follow-up questions, especially for Trump, about what he said about white supremacy in the first debate, you know, where he said, stand by. I feel like this debate could be the perfect opportunity to be like, okay, you said this last time, so... What is your stance on it now? Or yeah, like, what's going changed? on with that, you know? So... Okay, I'm gonna go on to our next topic, which is Amy Coney Barrett. She is a third person Trump has nominated to the Supreme Court because, as you guys know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed in September, and it was, it was barely 48 hours... And they were ready to replace her. When four years ago, when Barack Obama nominated Merrick Garland to the Supreme Court in February, about eight months before the election, they said, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Verbatim of Mitch McConnell, we should let the American people decide and there should not be a nomination in election year. Fast forward four years later, here we are. Two weeks before the election ends, which it ends in 13 days, November 3rd, early vote, send in your mail-in ballot, just go vote, guys. Um, anyway, here we are, four years later. Doing a complete 180. 180. The hypocrisy and the irony of it all. Oh, I know. And you guys are probably thinking, well, why should I care? I'll tell you why you should care. Most of us are probably on, I'm guessing, if not all, most of us are on our parents' health insurance. And through the Affordable Care Act, which is Obamacare, it allows us to be on our parents' insurance until the age of 26. Well, the GOP have their own little agenda, of course. They want to, a week after the election, repeal, the Supreme Court will be having hearings. They want to repeal the Affordable Care Act. They want to have their own little thing in place. But the thing is, they want to repeal it in the middle of a pandemic, which that's my first problem. Why would you do that in the middle of a pandemic? But they want to lower the age from eight, from 26 to 18. It's already tough enough as a college student to afford things and to pay for your own rent, your groceries, your gas, your books, your insurance now. It's just going to, it's going to cause a lot of problems. And I think going off of that, I think a thing that bothers me a little bit about them doing that is the fact they're doing it one week after the election in a situation where you know we're in the middle of a pandemic you know early voting and mail-in ballots have become more common Mm -hmm. where we might not have the election results until after that happens 
because it's just going to be so unpredictable. You know, we might not get them for a month. We might not get them for two months. I don't think we're going to get them for at least a good two weeks. Yeah. So, like, in a sense, that's even more scarier. Because it it's just, like, you don't know who... You might not know who the president is, and then... You have this happening in the middle yeah. of it all, plus a pandemic that's still happening, and it's not getting any better. Right. With millions who will potentially be uninsured. Like, make it make sense. How could you take away insurance from your own citizens. Right. This is also my little side note. At the end of the day, I want you guys to remember that who we elect in our local, state, and federal offices, they work for us. We are their constituents. We nominate them. We don't nominate them, but we vote them in or out of office. So this is when your vote really becomes one of the most powerful tools to participate in democracy. Obviously, your voice is a very powerful tool, too. But you need to... Honestly, we are the ones who hold the power to vote them in and out in office. I know it doesn't feel like it makes a difference, especially with how long some people have been in office. If enough of us just get out and vote, especially us younger ones who are fighting so hard for that change that's needed, it can happen. And, like, even if you don't think your vote matters, I know I've said this before... Like, even if you don't know a lot about politics, this election year is the it's perfect a big one. It's the, the perfect opportunity for you to, like, go back and rewatch the uh, previous debates, watch the debate that's happening today, and learn about the candidates before November 3rd comes. It's a big election year. There's The an, election an, is happening now. It's happening now. Millions, it ends November 3rd. <laughs> it ends November 3rd. Millions have already voted. Yes. I think there's been over, like, 20 million mail-in ballots so far in the U.S., not Illinois or McLean County alone. And I will make this quick side plug right here. The Bone Center and Watterson are having early voting from the 26th to the 30th. 30th. I will be going in at some point during that time in voting. So go in. You might see me there. And you can, Illinois also allows up voter registration the day of. So you can sign up in person. And, okay, also... Founder Suite Bone Student Center early voting will be from 10 a.m. to 5. And then Waterson Towers will be in the Rosa Parks room from noon to 7 that entire week. So go vote, guys. Also, let's to steer right back onto Amy. I know we get a little sidetracked. Um, so obviously, healthcare is a big one. They're looking to repeal that. Um, instead of repealing it, build on it. Right. That's my right. thing. Like, build on it. And I think the thing, too, is that, like, from what I've noticed is that they aren't. They don't really have a plan in place. No, they haven't really released anything. Yeah, so that also kind of is a little scary because it's just like you're just going to try and repeal this with no other plans in place. Like, Millions of and Which kind of emphasizes Grace's point. Like, don't just take it away. Rebuild with on it. nothing in place. Yeah, rebuild on it, you know, fix it, you know, revise. Like That's like me taking off a flat tire on my car and not having a spare to finish my drive to get me somewhere. Yeah. Make it make sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, she also, women's rights. This is what kind of bothers me. As a woman herself, There, she's not for abortion, which... You don't have to agree with the woman's choice, but there's reasons why someone gets an abortion. They're not going to just do it for fun. And I don't want to get too... I don't want to get carried away with it. Right. But it's... What happens is that woman's choice. And no one's getting abortions for fun. Right. I will say, like, this one thing on it, you know, like... Women's rights and, like, abortion is one of those things where it's just, like... It's not your business. Like... It's not. Like... If somebody, if a woman feels like they need to have an abortion or they need to do 
and not have to have like an IVF because they want kids, you know. That's but she their... also does not think it's IVF is a good choice. Right. Well, some people really can't like Tammy Duckworth. She is one of our senators here in Illinois. She had to she had to do IVF. Right. It's yeah. So it's just one of those things where it's like it shouldn't matter to you unless it affects you personally. So, like, that's just, that's my thing. Like, mm-hmm. that's all I'll say about it. Yeah. We don't want to get too carried away with it. But I know, my mom was asked me about this. We were talking about this. And she, and I know she made, like, the comment of, well, what they do doesn't really affect us. And I was like, it if what happens in Congress or happens in our state capitol, it affects us more than we really think. I mean, th- I mean, this is just the perfect example with um, Amy Coney Barrett, the ACA. Now, millions of us are going to be on a- be affected with this and possibly uninsured. Right. So it-, it doesn't. What happens on Capitol Hill in Washington D.C. does affect us. I promise you, it doesn't seem like it because it's so far away and it might be just like so small, but it does. Right. And that's when, especially the local and state, come into yes. play. You, you can know? definitely make. It's a lot easier to make change happen at your state and local levels before your federal levels. Federal levels, because it really starts from the bottom on up. It doesn't seem like it affects you, but like especially this election, and especially with this Supreme Court nomination, it affects you in some way, shape, or form, whether you realize it or not. It does. We're gonna end it there because we don't want to get too carried away with everything because we. D- me and Kelly, even though we're both journalism majors, we're also both poli-sci minors, and sometimes we just get carried away. I can talk about this stuff all day. Oh, I can too. <laughs> but anyway, join us next week. Um, we are going to be discussing some of the more state and local candidates here in McLean County, probably more of the local candidates, um, especially Rodney Davis and Betsy Dirksen Laundrigan, because that is a close race to watch. It's one of the top races to watch, actually, in the nation. So we'll be talking about them and just their stances on some issues. Thanks again for listening. I'm Grace. And I'm Kelly. See you next week.